Welcome in to podcast episode four, I believe, which is uh, longer than I thought the show would go on. I I, um, I think I'm still struggling to find a place in my video release schedule on YouTube because I think uh, Wednesdays for the YouTube channel is always kind of a busy day and Monday is kind of a really popular day for news. And uh, the podcast didn't do so well on last Wednesday. Maybe it was the topic. I'm considering moving the video release to Saturdays, but still leaving the audio release on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, basically everything you've all asked me to release the podcast on, I am now streaming to. And the podcast is picking up a lot of momentum. New people that weren't already fans of the YouTube channel. And that's really important to me. That's motivation to keep doing the podcast, right? Like that's, that's why you do it. Um, you know, people for me anyway, uh, people like to say, you know, they have different reasons for doing certain things and that's okay. But for me, um, I want to grow the channel's reach. I want to grow the HQ crew. And the podcast has to do that. Otherwise, there's no point to doing it. I would just do 30-minute long-winded videos. Anyway, uh, this may be the very first time on video anyone's ever seen me in anything but a button-down. I'm sporting my... Uh, Ravnica University hoodie. Um, you know, a lot of people went to the community, like to go to the community college, but I prefer a four-year degree. And so I went to the Ravnica University. If you're watching the video podcast, then you saw that. If you didn't, just know that as somebody who is clearly an 11 out of 10 on the raw sexuality scale, you know, seeing me in a hoodie, a magic hoodie, probably took me to like a 12.3 or even a 12.4. I know it's hard to imagine. You probably shouldn't look at it while you're driving. So the, today I want to talk a little bit about uh, pre-orders. So if you are just a casual listener to the podcast and you don't happen to watch my YouTube channel, you might not know about some... Uh, issues around pre-orders that have happened over the weekend. Uh, Modern Masters is a limited release or always was a limited release, although this I don't think is, a set that they often put a lot of expensive reprints in, and thus it creates a lot of EV or estimated value in every box. Before they started spoiling the cards, you could tell that um, vendors were a little scared about it. Vendors cost on a box is like 137.50 or you know 140, and so they were selling it for 180 dollars average before spoilers. So they were making 40 bucks a box. That's not great, considering you know you're making 40 bucks on a 140 dollar outlay. That's not very good. Um, but when you're a large scale vendor and you can buy 200 boxes, you flip those 200 overnight, you make 8,000 dollars. And then all you have to do is 
pack 200 boxes, you know, you make eight to 10 grand in a weekend. That's not, not too bad. I'll take that job. Right. So even I had pre-ordered two boxes at that price because I was like, well, uh, it's hard to imagine losing at this price. Well, then spoilers started to come out and we saw things like Liliana the Veil. I think a lot of people expected that. We saw Goblin Guide. I think people were at least cautiously speculating. Uh, that was kind of pre-baked into that $180 price, I believe. Okay. Um, but then something happened. We saw enemy fetch lands in the set. And I don't think anyone thought that was coming. Um, if you can find a tweet or a video where someone predicts this, I will send them <laughs> something special. And then also beg them to pick this week's lottery numbers. So we saw the price go up. And just when I thought, just when you thought that the price had peaked, we saw them spoil Tarmogoyf, another $100 mythic, pre-ordering at like 90 bucks right now. So the price almost overnight shot up to about 230 on average, 220, 230, which is still below MSRP. Okay. So honestly, like some crappy vendors uh, are selling it like card kingdom I think is selling for 269 right now um, they did have a pre-order of I know they were pre-ordering a lot of people pre-order boxes for 199 from them so you know whatever as long as they honor that price uh, I'm good with it and that's the thing a lot of people are kind of confused about or maybe there may be some confusion on my um, stance. And that is, like, I don't care what people charge for their boxes, right? And I don't care if you pre-sold boxes at $199 and then you up the price to $500. Don't care. As long as you honor the contract that you made with the people that pre-ordered from you. And for the most part, I would say 99% of vendors have done that. Um, we had a couple pop out, but even ones that had to cancel their pre-orders, uh, it wasn't quite as nefarious as it looked. Now, there's a couple that I have yet to expose that did that had done a little more scandalous stuff, meaning they canceled pre-orders that they took at 199 or 189, and then relisted it for 269, and um, that is an issue. Um, game stores, I think, can be lazy. It's not, I wanna be careful here because running a game store is hard work. Uh, and what I mean is being successful is extraordinarily hard in the gaming, in the local game store uh, world. And it's because margins uh, are thin and they have a couple options a year to um, make money. And that is things like Modern Masters or things like From the Vault, things that were previously called WPN only, which means um, like you have to host events and um, 
you, you have to host events, you have to host FNM, things like that. So basically, it's a reward to local game stores. And I 100% support this. Um, why do I support it? Because making money in a game store is fucking hard. And without local game stores, we can't play the game we love. Most of us can't. I play mostly online these days. But in general, uh, game stores are a requirement for our game to thrive. And so I'm definitely okay with game stores getting some premium product or getting an opportunity to make more money, uh, an opportunity that large eBay sellers and large online vendors don't have. Huge fan of that. And I would argue that places like Star City Games and Channel Fireball, who happen to have local game stores and then use that to leverage online, they probably don't need that stuff as much, right? Because even if they're buying Modern Masters, they're buying a thousand boxes of it and they're making forty to a hundred dollars per box. So you're talking about forty thousand to one hundred thousand dollars net profit without considering operating expenses. So not net profit, but profit before overhead uh, on a product that you don't even have to touch. You could buy it, send it to a fulfillment facility, and they send it out. You don't even touch it. Boom, hundred grand, right? I know people that have five hundred or so boxes of Modern Masters. That are that I've had conversations with, and we we had some very frank words about like when do you put them on the market? I mean, you paid one thirty seven fifty, and right now they're selling all day for two forty. I would sell that. I would put put sell on that. You're talking a quick fifty thousand dollars simply for having a contract in which you can purchase these items and you have the liquidity to do so. No disrespect against that, those people, good on them. You know, I wish I had that opportunity because I would have purchased many boxes of Modern Masters at cost. I probably would have been one of those guys that sold at $199 just to flip them rather than risk sitting on them. But it's hard to say because I don't have a pallet of Modern Masters in my basement. I'm, I'll be lucky to get one or two boxes. Um, so... I want to be clear that I have no problem with local game stores having access to these products. I think they should have stayed WPN only, but now Modern Masters isn't. Anybody and their uncle who has game stores or contracts can get this item. They can buy pretty much as much as they want. Um, and for the players, this is good. For local game stores, this is not good. And so it's tough to really like have um, to have a strong opinion, a balanced opinion, because I have a more of a business mindset, but I'm also personal friends with several people that own local game stores. You know, Kevin, who owns uh, Gone Rogue Games. I'm friends with uh, my local game store owner here in town. And sometimes that gets these guys in hot water with their other local game stores because people don't like that I you know, recite out the cost of items. But um, I'll be the first to say that uh, nobody should dictate the profit margins a local game store has, but I share it for you all, the consumer, to know that you shouldn't feel bad for a local game store because they had to sell you a box at 200 I'm sorry. They made $60 and they didn't have to touch it. Um, they had no overhead costs in the pre-sale of that box. I'm sorry. You have the shipment cost. That's it. You didn't have to house it. You didn't have to store inventory. You don't have to pay somebody to open the box. You don't have to check it in. You don't have to do any of that. Box crates come in. You send them right out. Pre-printed labels, done. 
So we had a few examples of local game stores canceling orders, and fortunately, we were able to work with them directly, use our voice as a channel, and get all those orders filled. Um, one local game store um, unfortunately had to get called out publicly. It didn't end great for them, but uh, I feel like it'd be nice if everyone could just always win, and it'd be nice if we didn't have to um, invoke the greater good. Um, but I think that's the reality. I know for 100% for fact, vendors were, not vendors, but local game stores, these private Facebook groups were talking about me the minute that video went live. And I guarantee you, it sent a very loud message to anybody who was considering at that moment to cancel pure peers. Because when that video dropped, the peak, uh, the the price of Modern Masters hit its peak. So people can be pissed off about all that they want, but I, in my heart, I'm 100% certain that that video served as a very loud warning to anybody even considering canceling pre-orders and relisting at the higher price. I know it worked. That view video got viewed almost 40,000 times in two days. One of the most successful videos I've ever released there is clearly, I tapped into something. People were worried. Vendors were passing the video around. Local game stores are passing the video around. And you know who won? You all did. And that's all that matters, right? Uh, to me, anyway. So my opinion on pre-ordering in general is to never do it. Um, it's almost always bad in the video game world because you're buying an unfinished product most of the time. And it's almost always bad in the Magic the Gathering world because there's no real advantage to it. Now, you could say that, look at I pre-ordered from um, Kid Icarus on eBay. I'll say his name now because he hasn't. if he hasn't canceled my order now, he probably won't. Um, and I pre-ordered at like 185 and he's yet to cancel that order. So I guess you could say that I, I did fine, that I... I benefited from pre-ordering. But it's also my strong opinion that there is a very strong second wave of Modern Masters 2017 coming, and the box price will settle probably around 180 to 190 on Amazon once that second wave hits. So don't go crazy, you know, selling your your mortgage or selling your stocks and bonds to buy Modern Masters. It would be a terrible investment. I also believe Modern Masters is not worth even MSRP right now. But looking at the pre-order prices of the Chase Rares and assuming they'll be about half that in a week, you know, 240 is fine if you're going to draft it, but definitely not a penny more. And if you're just going to crack it open, you're going to lose. You know, an overwhelming majority of people will not be happy <laughs> um, with that investment, I don't think. That's why I feel like, you know, anything under 200 is fine for Modern Masters. So it's a very long way of saying, look, I have no problem with local game stores charging whatever they want to charge. I have no problem with local game stores pre taking pre-orders as long as they honor them. They have to honor them. Um, and that is where we get into some trouble. Sorry about that. I actually had to take a very important call. My wife was at Cousin Subs, and she needed to know if I wanted double meat on my sub. <laughs> we all know.
<laughs> Papa Jeremy wants double meat. I was, I may, I'm considering divorcing her now because she even had to ask, but you know, let's, let's not go down that road. So I'm interested in what you think about pre-orders um, on sealed product because I also think that pre-orders on singles is a totally dead meme. Like three years ago, you could pre-order stuff and get good deals on it, or you could actually get out in front of like a price spike. But you're not getting, I mean, if you pre-order something, a single, you better have an event that Friday night because it is a colossal waste of money. Let's say a new set comes out on Friday. By Monday, all the chase rares will be at least 30 to 40% cheaper than what they were on Friday when you pre-ordered them. Maybe more. Maybe the mythics hold a little bit better, but certainly the rares or uncommons, they're going to tank by that, by, let's say by the following week. So, I mean, pre-ordering singles, unless you have to play an event that Friday, is a very bad investment. Pre-ordering sealed product is a very risky investment because they can, it can be canceled at any time. New information comes out all the time. For example, with Modern Masters, Wizards has not publicly said that there's going to be a second wave. Why? Because they want that price to go up. I mean, when I mean, it's embarrassing for Wizards of the Coast to have a brand new product selling, you know, thirty percent off MSRP before it's even out. So now that it's close to MSRP, you might hear a little information about a second wave. Usually, I think it's like a week or two after a set drops before they find out before vendors find out about um, reorders, restocks. But I think if we if Eternal Masters is anything. Uh, indicative of anything, I would expect that to happen again. And I think that's a smart decision. I think they should print the hell out of this stuff. I think it's good for the players. Magic is a game that should be played. It's meant to be played, not to be stored. I mean, I, uh, I'm i not stupid. I understand that the cards maintaining some value is super important. But, you know, Tarmogoyf being a $100 card doesn't need to be the case. It can be a $30 card or a $40 card. So I, for one, am a big fan of reprints. Um... Uh, so what do you what do you do about singles? What I'm curious what you what do you do about singles? Do you pre-order them? Do you stick to your sealed products? How do you how do you deal with that? And now there's the other side, right? So a lot of people asked me, well, uh, why what do you how do you feel about customers who then cancel their pre-order? Let's say I was talking to Kevin from Gone Rogue, and he said. A couple of his customers canceled pre-orders, and probably because they were able to get it a little bit cheaper. And if I'm going to be pissed at LGSs for can for for canceling pre-orders, then customers shouldn't do it either. I mean, it's easier. I'm not saying it's right any more right or any more wrong. I'm just being honest. It's easier for me to like be okay with canceling on a large eBay reseller because they'll just click, add one more to inventory, no big deal. But when you have a local game store that's only getting 12 or 14 or 20 boxes maybe, um, you should follow that same policy that I that I demand of, of local game stores. Like, don't pre-order from your LGS if you're going to price shop. It hurts them because now they have foregone the opportunity to sell that to someone else. Let's say they were pre-ordering at MSRP and 
something bad happened and now they're selling for 200. Uh, so you cancel. But there were a slew of people that would have paid 240 and kept their order and kept their word, okay? But they didn't get the opportunity to pre-order because you took their box. Now the local game store is going to lose $40 and that's not cool. Um, I tell my local game store friends all the time that I demand competitive pricing. And some of my local game stores aren't very competitive with online prices. Um, and I'm okay with that. I just don't buy from them very often. And I'm fine. I'm fine. There's like a certain percentage number in my head. Like I'm totally fine paying 105 or maybe $110 for a booster box. But like a lot of my local stores charge 130 and I'm just not, I mean, I don't have infinite money, right? And I'm also privy to what they pay for those boxes. And so I'm like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to overpay. But I'm also very open and honest, for example, with my LGS. Uh, when I do midnight release, I say very clearly, like, I'm not paying full price, but I will in turn give you a shout out. I used to do this with lots of game stores. And it works for everyone, right? I, they get a shout out. I get a box at a fair price. Everybody wins. You all get to see a box opened at midnight. Love it. Everybody, everybody wins. Hopefully I'll be able to do that with Modern Masters. So I want to give a shout out to TK Games, who has always dealt with me in a fair and honest way. And, you know, I am friends with the owner, but I also respect him because he will, he'll be the first one to private message me or Facebook me when I say something that he doesn't agree with. And so good on you, bud. Um, we disagree in terms of the magic world way more than we agree. We agree on a lot of things outside the magic world, which is why we get to we can be good friends and we can kind of survive those little tiffs about, you know, I'm sure he doesn't love that I'm like, this is what he pays for his boxes, right? Uh, and he tells me that. But we don't always have to talk about magic and so we get to be friends, right? And so that's okay. But I think pre-order culture is something that is really not good for anybody because sometimes it's good for the consumer and sometimes it's good for the seller, but it's never always good for both parties involved. And therefore, I don't like them at all. Now, in the case of local game stores where they, it's a highly sought after product, and they want to reward their most loyal customers. And so they have like a sign-up sheet or something like that, or they take pre-orders. I guess it's okay. I mean, I think as somebody who's been on those lists before, as somebody who calls his local game store and says, hey, can you make sure I get a box of Modern Masters? Like, I'll prepay for it, but just make sure I can get it. I'm okay in those, in those environments. But, you know, as somebody who I'm also willing to honor that, so a perfect example was um, Planes Chase Anthology. I pre-ordered that from TK Games. I paid, I think, full MSRP, but I didn't know it wasn't a WPN-only product. So I was actually worried about getting one for you all, and I wanted to unbox it on the channel because when I unbox something on the channel, like at midnight, it gets a ton of views. A lot of people are interested. Hype is maximized. But 
when I got home and I saw everybody was selling it for like 90 bucks on eBay, I was like, ugh, feels bad, man. But did I turn around and go return it to the TK Games? No, I took my medicine, you know? That's why I would prefer I get to support my local game store via WPN-only products. Then everybody wins. Then I feel good about getting an exclusive product. The LGS makes a nice margin three, four times a year. Everybody wins. But as in all things, nothing is uh, universally good for both sides. We live in a world of compromise, of doing the best we can with a given situation. And I think that's really where I land on pre-orders. I mean, there's like less than 5% of shitty sellers who will hose people. 95% of local game stores, 95% of online retailers are just trying to run their businesses. And they're not really like, I'm trying to screw sellers out over. But I will remind you, if you made it all the way to the end of this podcast, I hope you're enjoying it. I'm having fun shooting it. It's very cathartic for me to kind of just have this real casual conversation with all of you. Um, I'm working on getting a lawyer on an episode coming up here because I want to ask some questions about um, legalities of banning players and, and absorbing their collections and things like that. I think it'd be an interesting topic. Um, I did talk to an esports lawyer. Nobody really cared about that video, so that's interesting. I'm learning more about you all. I'm trying to do different topics so that um, you know, I can figure out what you all really like. And I've thought about guests for the podcast. It's not something I, I want to f- do a lot uh, for a couple of reasons. Now, what, the first one's going to sound conceited, but I think I can hold my own. For, I can talk to you for an hour and not, I don't need a co-host. Um, would I be open to one? Of course. Would they have to come to my house and shoot on my equipment so it sounds premium? Yes. I don't want to put out a podcast that sounds like it's just the audio stripped from a YouTube video. I want it to sound better. That's why the mic's like I'm deep throating the mic. That's why I pay somebody, a sound engineer, to try and spice up the audio on these videos. Because I want it to be a podcast, not just a 30-minute, 40-minute rant video that I call a podcast. Anyway. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. As always, if you're listening on SoundCloud, you can leave comments. Please keep the episode ideas coming. Let me know, do you want me to do multiple topics in an, epi- in an episode? Or do you like me to kind of exp- expound upon a single topic? Uh, which do you like better? Uh, multi-topics seem like less risky, but then I have only 10 minutes to kind of cover each individual thing. And I don't know. I do. Your feedback is welcome. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. We'll come at you again next week, episode five. Can't wait. Talk to you again real soon.